you're listening to The Insecurity Project, solving the insecurity problem at a global level. This podcast is a mixture of interviews, coaching sessions, and personal development content. You'll hear me chat with experts, authors, speakers, and individuals who've gone on to do great things in their life as a result of working through their insecurity. You'll hear brave souls being willing to have a live coaching demonstration recorded where they work through their insecurity. And you'll hear 10 Minute Tuesday, which is a chance for me to deliver high quality personal development content to help you on your journey. I hope you find it useful. Now on to today's show. It's Jamin here. It's 10 Minute Tuesday time. This week, I'm talking about self-sabotage. It's such a fun subject and it comes up all the time when I'm helping people think about lasting change. And it's the idea that you are behaving in a way that's different than the way you think you're going to behave. So you feel like you're really committed to change, you feel like you're prioritizing some key actions, and then the end of the week comes and you haven't done what you said you were going to do. And the story you're telling yourself is, oh, I just, you know, I just got lazy, or I wasn't disciplined enough, or I just didn't get around to it, or I got busy. Uh, but if you were to take a look at the patterns, it seems clear that you are actually, some, some part of you is actively working against your stated goals, uh, which can be really frustrating and painful and annoying. But it's actually a really common thing that happens when there is no agreement between your conscious and your subconscious about your plans. There has been no sign-off on these plans. It's just something you've decided with your head that has not been agreed on with your heart. So I want to help you unpack how to find self-sabotage and how to overcome it so that you are able to move forward unhindered into a full and compelling life. Unhindered is my favorite word to describe that end state at the moment. I think it's beautiful. It really captures just the essence of freedom. And uh, it makes sense if you're unhindered that you get to go and do all that's in your heart to do. So let me show you how to do that. Uh, So starting with the, the change metaphor I use all the time. Typically, people imagine change is like climbing to the top of a snow capped mountain to capture the flag. And if you can picture this mountain, it's steep. And there is a dense forest on the bottom. And you get through the forest and there's rocks. Then there's snow. Then there's ice. And it's slippery. And it's windy. And it's a tough gig. You know, there's no guarantee you have what it takes to make it to the top, even though you know that's where you want to be and where you should be. And the moment you stop putting in effort, you're going to slide back down that hill. So I think that's a typical subconscious metaphor around what is involved in making change. And it's really a demotivating one because, you know, what's the point of, setting out on a a journey where there's no guarantees you're going to get to the prize. Uh, Whereas I think in actual fact change is much more like you are already sitting on top of the hill in a parked car with a handbrake on and the goal is at the bottom of the hill. The flag is down the bottom. So all that is between you and that goal is the brake. You've got all that you need inside you already. You are just being held back by that brake. So the change process, there's still work to be done, but it's always about understanding that handbrake. It's always about dealing with the brake. Because if you were to take the handbrake off, you would be able to move forward unhindered. Then the natural implication is you would not not hit your goal. Of course you'd hit your goal. Gravity would take care of the rest. You would roll down the hill toward the goal. So let's look at that handbrake. Because the aim of the game is taking the handbrake off in your own life. It is giving yourself permission to flourish. That's, That's success. That is life that is change it's as simple as that it's hard not complicated simple and hard so just to reiterate uh, self-sabotage is when you behave in a a way that's very different than the way you think you're going to behave and 
it is actually not behavior that's getting you more of what you think you want. So part of you has got the break on. Part of you is saying, no, you're not going to have that. And self-sabotage shows up in all kinds of interesting ways that don't look like self-sabotage. You know, the best self-sabotage is the subtle sabotage. We think, no, that's just a coincidence. No, no, i just just been busy. No, 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 that's uh, uh, that's just uh, the way things happen this week. Oh, no, I've just been tired. Oh, yeah, just been a little bit sick. No, everyone gets sick. You know, that's the best self-sabotage because your subconscious doesn't get found out. Uh, so the point of this conversation is to go, let's turn a few lights on, see what's actually happening because uh, the subconscious has really cool strategies to keep that handbrake on. Sickness is one of them. I talk to people all the time uh, that tell stories about being sick at crucial moments. So they've got big events coming up. They've started a coaching process. There's something important at work. There's a business venture they're starting, and they get sick. It's like, ah, oh, you know, I've just been really pushing hard, and uh, yeah, my body's worn down, and I'm just I'm a bit, I'm a bit sick. Um, yet you step back from it and look at the timing of it. It's like, well, that's really fascinating that you got sick at the exact moment you needed to be at your best. Uh, that's 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 fascinating. Could it be that your subconscious is actively working against this goal? Someone might uh, self-sabotage their own weight loss. So they, their stated goal is they want to lose weight, yet they haven't taken the handbrake off. They haven't given themselves permission to be healthy. And so this, this subconscious finds ways of holding on to calories, of eating calorie-rich food, of not making it to the gym, of being sick or too tired to you know, catch up with friends who are exercising. You know, even finances, people sabotage their own financial success all the time by making poor decisions. And you think, oh, that's just a coincidence. Well, you know, coincidences happen a lot less than we think they do. Everything is strategy, and it's a well-orchestrated strategy. So the aim of, of good personal development coaching is just to create more awareness, to help you see what is actually happening beneath the surface. So here's the, here's the big idea around self-sabotage and how it works. It, it is entirely an issue about lack of permission. When your subconscious is not okay for you to move forward, it is only because it perceives more danger, risk, or potential loss in the change than where, than where you are currently positioned. So it's going to sabotage your plans to protect you. So the key is to understand the positive intention of this sabotage as a form of love and protection. And then have the conversation with yourself to see what conditions would need to be satisfied before the handbrake could be released and you could move, move forward unhindered. So flourishing is actually the ability to move forward as one, not to be fighting against yourself. Self-discipline, I, I say this all the time, it's massively overrated. It is a thing and you can get stuff done, but self-discipline is like driving the car with a handbrake on. Now, it is possible. I did it this afternoon, actually. I was wondering, what's that squeaky noise? Uh, why is the car going so slow? Uh, the handbrake's on. I'm going to take it off. <laughs> you know, It happens. Right, that that is self-discipline. You can force yourself. You can fight. You can push. You can just drive yourself to get stuff done. But gee, it's inefficient, and gee, it's ineffective, and gee, it's tiring, and gee, it's bad for you. You know, it's it's not a great strategy to to drive with the handbrake on. Imagine, you know, if you can, if you're doing the stuff you're doing now with the handbrake on, imagine what you could achieve if the handbrake was off. Imagine if there wasn't a saboteur saboteur inside you holding you back. Imagine if you could be unhindered. So the aim of the game is to 
understand the positive intention of the sabotage. Don't get frustrated with it. Don't fight it. Don't go, oh, man, you know, this is so annoying. I see people do this all the time. They get frustrated at themselves. They pick on themselves. They think, why can't I just move forward? Why am I always ruining my own success? Ah, oh, that's so annoying. Yet, as I stated before, it is simply an issue of your subconscious going, no, no, if I let you succeed now, that means you are more likely to get hurt, you're more likely to fail, you're more likely to be exposed, you're more likely to be found out than where you currently are. So for the sake of love, I'm not taking this handbrake off. I'm not committed to your success because success is going to hurt. So to understand that and explore that, and and you know, this is the whole need to deal with insecurity because it's it's when insecurity is unaddressed that this handbrake just gets firmly jammed on with you know with increasing intensity because you've never you've never gone to the depths of this question am i enough and so your subconscious is protecting you from being found out as not enough thwarting all your plans at succeeding so that you never step into the limelight and never get found out so how do you get permission for yourself how do you take the handbrake off that's the question that pops up all the time for people and you know it's an important question it's not the most important question the most important question in these situations is always why why must I find a way to take the handbrake off because how is a strange one how do you take the handbrake off well you know we're talking about metaphors anyway there's not literally a handbrake you can't you can't press a button and take it off it's a strange concept to begin with that you have some kind of handbrake inside you so how do you take it off I don't know how you take it off to be honest I don't know how I take it off I know that I have I don't know why I, I had to find a way, you know. So when the why becomes big enough, the how takes care of itself. So remember that when you're thinking about applying this to your life, don't get stuck in the how. Always think, hang on a minute, why is this important? Why have I got to find a way to become friends with myself, to allow myself to move forward with self-permission rather than driving with the handbrake on? Oh, that's right, because to be unhindered gives me access to, to the life that I crave. To be hindered means I'll never get there. Okay, so that's really important. So whatever it takes, I'm going to find a way. So that that puts you in a really creative space and a very powerful space to then go and have the conversation with yourself. But there are there are a few practical things that you can do to facilitate the process. Uh, so, you know, obviously face the fear of not being good enough. That's I'm always banging on about that. So that's a non-negotiable. Uh, go through the process, seven essential practices for dealing with for overcoming insecurity. Do that work again and again. Keep getting to the bottom of that fear so you have reconciled with yourself that you are actually enough, that, that the fear of not being good enough is just a story. It's just a work of fiction. It, it was created at a time in your life when you didn't have much awareness or much choice as a child, and that story has been unexamined often for most people for the rest of their life, and it becomes concrete, but it's not, it's not true. Okay, Of course, you're enough. So do that work. Go be the hero in your own, in your own life and find out that you are enough. That's that's given, but then, then the key is to actually become friends with yourself. It's to actually form this beautiful relationship between your head and your heart, your mind and your body, your conscious and your subconscious, so that your subconscious is willing to give you permission to flourish, is willing to take the handbrake off. If you think about this, your subconscious is the one who controls the handbrake. So you can say what you like about how disciplined you are, how beautiful your plans are, how committed you are to success, but your conscious is not the one controlling the handbrake. So, you know, so you can say how frustrating it is that you don't have permission or there's some resistance. You can bang on all you like about how annoying that is, but 
until you get permission that handbrake will stay on. So here's a few key ideas about how to take the handbrake off and how to have that relationship with yourself. Start off with an apology. That's correct. Start off with a heartfelt apology to yourself. Now, uh, you know, as with everything, I've got a I've got a framework, and uh, it's no secret that I love a good framework. So there are four stages to a, an effective apology. You can check out a ten minute Tuesday episode on this whole idea. But just to summarize, if you're going to apologize, you can't just say, "Oh, sorry." Yeah, I said sorry. I'm I'm sorry, or I'm sorry. Uh, what more do you want me to do? I'm sorry. Like that's not an effective apology. <laughs> to to apologize effectively, a you have to explain what it was that you did. B you have to explain why you did that. C then you give her a heartfelt apology that that empathizes with the person that you've hurt, puts yourself in their shoes, and regrets the fact that you caused them harm. And D offer. A believable plan about why that is unlikely to ever happen again. If you do all those things, then trust can be rebuilt very, very quickly. If you miss one of those stages, you're a dangerous person and it would be make a lot of sense to be guarded towards you because you've hurt someone and you're very likely to do it again because you've got no self-awareness about what it was you even did, why you did it, and no plan around how it's going to change. So same is true when you, when you apologize to yourself. Um, whenever I've had moments where the handbrake has been on and I haven't been able to break through and understand what's going on and I've been frustrated at the lack of communication and fighting against myself the way forward every single time has started with a heartfelt apology is to go ah, all right I'm going to get off my high horse I've been banging on about how ready I am to listen and cooperate but clearly I haven't been because my subconscious is desperate to be understood and listened to and the moment I'm actually ready to listen, well, we'd have a conversation. So just a, this this sorry. It's like, look, do you know what? I'm sorry. I thought I knew best. I thought self-discipline was everything. I thought that I needed to control everything. And if I was to let go of that control, that the subconscious would be like a child and just want to have fun and never commit to anything. So I was afraid. That's what I did and, and why I did it. And I'm really sorry. And the believable plan is I want to honor the wisdom that is inside me. And I want to trust that. I want to be my own source of wisdom and and I want to reference my own opinion and I want to access the goal that I have inside of me. And so my commitment is to never make a decision without checking in. Now, the moment that happens, there's open lines of communication and trust. And then it's really amazing how well you communicate with yourself when there's trust. It might be through a dream, a feeling, an intuition, a sense. You might be watching a movie and the metaphor speaks to you. You might be reading a book and a character speaks to you. Um, you might see a, a bird fly past and that speaks to you. There's a whole bunch of ways, but that's not important. The fact is the communication is open. You have rapport with self. Um, then you get to ask the clear question, You know, what would need to happen in order for that handbrake to be taken off? What would I need to take care of? What, what steps would I need to put in place? What protection would I need to have in order to move forward unhindered? And the answer will be different for every single person. And that's the fun of this, to be able to honor your own wisdom and trust um, the, the loving intention of your subconscious to lead you into health and wholeness and move forward together. So some abstract ideas, but some beautifully empowering ideas. If you're facing self-sabotage right now, rather than fighting against it, 
Remember, self-discipline is driving with the handbrake on. The aim of the game is to take the handbrake off. That's going to require permission from your subconscious to do so. If you're looking for more information about this kind of stuff, I'm running workshops in Melbourne and Brisbane in the coming weeks called Unhindered, How to Be Free from Insecurity Before You Are 40. You can check out more information under the Events tab on my website and find tickets there through Eventbrite. I hope that's been useful. I'll talk to you again next week. You've been listening to The Insecurity Project. If you're interested in finding out more about dealing with your own insecurity, check out the 30-day online Overcoming Insecurity Bootcamp. It combines high-quality frameworks with one-on-one coaching to help you eradicate the fear of not being good enough and give yourself permission to really flourish in life. For more information, check out jamonfraser.com.